Welcome to the Unstoppable Grit Podcast, where we dive into the mindset shifts and practical tools to help you break through the roadblocks standing between you and achieving your goals. I'm your host, Danielle Kobo, a former Fortune 500 senior sales manager who spent 15 years in the medical device industry and now the best-selling author of the book, Unstoppable Grit. Think of this podcast as your go-to source for career advice and burnout prevention strategies to help you build a career and life you love. Now let's get started. Hey, beautiful. Welcome to Dream Job with Danielle Kobo podcast. I am Danielle Kobo elite career coach, and I believe every woman has the power to step into their dream job, earn the salary they are worth, and live the life they desire. Each week you join me, you're going to hear from inspiring women who have overcome adversity and leveled up their career. You're going to learn how to eliminate that inner critic that is holding you back from pursuing your dream, how to build confidence, create healthy boundaries to transition burnout to re-energize and gain clarity on how to accelerate your career. It's never too late to pursue your dream job. The time is now. Are you ready? Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Dream Job with Danielle Kobo. I am Danielle Kobo, and today we have another incredible guest. We have Jennifer Cooley, and she is the Associate Director of Customer Experience with Abby, which is among the top Fortune 100 companies and top 10 pharmaceutical companies in the entire world. She's the former Sales Operations Manager for Murad, She has over 15 years of experience in the aesthetic industry. She's a green belt certification for Six Sigma, and she's part of the emerging leadership program within Abbey, which is a global program. Only a hundred leaders are chosen for this program out of 47,000 employees. So it's a very exclusive leadership program that she's a part of. She's been hand-selected and nominated for. And I've had the pleasure of working with Jennifer in the past. She is such an inspiring and supportive and caring woman. And I'm so excited to have her as our guest today. So thank you so much for joining us today, Jennifer. Oh, thank you so much for the warm welcome. I am excited to be here. Well, thank you. So tell us a little bit, what is a green belt certification for Six Sigma? Uh, Yeah, so this is a program implemented within our organization to really elevate the leadership um, within our group. Uh, By obtaining a Six Sigma certification, it really allows a leader to approach projects um, just with a different mindset um, and working through solutions to, to better the organization. And what types of things do you focus on when you're going through that certification and how has it helped you in the roles that you're in today? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so basically you really look at a project um, where there's opportunity for improvement and you take it through kind of like five different stages of improvement. Uh, where you kind of uh, define what it is, you help to um, analyze the data to look at what might be some um, options and solutions. Um, And really, as far as 
me and within the organization and my, my specific group, it's helped to identify areas of like simplification and a better workflow. And I know that that's something because, you know, throughout your career, and I know with your current company that you're with right now, mm-hmm. there's been acquisitions over the years. And so you have these two different companies that are merging together and what one company did one way mm-hmm. versus another company did another way, having those processes find a way to merge together. I would imagine that's got to be so valuable to be able to have that experience and to be able to look at from an outsider perspective mm-hmm. and find solutions. Yeah, absolutely. That's a really uh, great point, Danielle, with the merger that we're, we've kind of gone through. We're in the midst of um, looking at the way that Avi kind of positions certain workflows versus um, Allergan or Allergan Aesthetics um, and just coming to an agreement as to what we do moving forward in the best interests of both sides of the business, uh, I think has been a great opportunity with uh, the certification behind me. Mm, yeah, I would imagine. And, and I know from experience too, because I remember when we were working together, um, we had acquired a company, we had acquired mm-hmm. a, a medical device and the way that processes were done then in comparison, what we were doing, you really simplified that process. And I'll never forget <laughs> when you were presenting to us as a leadership team, and you were talking about all the things you were doing behind the scenes. Mm-hmm as a leadership team, we immediately felt relieved in the sense of we knew we had the confidence and what you were putting together to move us forward. Because in the beginning, there's a lot of kinks. There's a lot of things to to work through. And you approached it with such a calm and solution oriented manner that I just remember that feeling going, okay, we're going to get through this. Yeah, I think ultimately my goal is to just kind of identify where the areas of opportunity are, right? And address those before it gets into implementation um, and just kind of looking, well, where where are the potential pain points for the end users? And let's work through those pain points before actually executing the, the program or the initiative. So mm-hmm. yeah, I remember those moments as well in those days, back in those early days. Oh yeah, there was there was a lot of rocky roads, but we got through it. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. It was it was um, a really great transition, um, and I enjoyed very much becoming part of uh, the new organization. Mm-hmm. So tell us, I mean, you've had such a unique career where you have not only worked for a lot of organizations, they've been acquired by different companies. Mm-hmm. You've relocated multiple times. So tell us a little bit about your career journey. Um, Yeah, so most recently, um, prior to kind of this uh, moment in my career, I was with the Murad organization um, based out of uh, Los Angeles, California, and there I was with the company for almost six years. I held many different roles, including uh, sales rep, regional uh, sales rep. Uh, I I did education and training for the organization, Uh, and then my final role before transitioning to... um, where I am right now was more sales operations. Mm-hmm. And, and tell us, tell us a little bit now, I know you've relocated because right now you're located mm-hmm. in Austin. So tell yeah. us, you know, how did you go from LA to Austin? Yeah. So that was a really big decision. Um, you know, I have two children. I have a husband who also has a career. Um, my kids are in school. And so um, making the decision to relocate uh, went 
I went in with a lot of thought and consideration as to, is this the right decision? Um, I know early in my career, I actually had a mentor kind of advise me against relocating for, um, you know, a, a career move. And so when I had the opportunity to relocate, I really wanted to make sure it was the right decision for myself and my career and my family. Um, so eventually, I think what helped me in this situation was I was able to um, work in Irvine and, and travel to Austin um, and had the opportunity to really uh, get to understand the culture, the people, the, the, um, the city itself. And so I think, you know, exposing yourself to maybe the new environment, um, if possible, is a really great step in making that final decision. Yeah, that is a great opportunity to really expose yourself to and see if that's mm -hmm. not only where do you want to live too, because it's when you're relocating, mm -hmm. it's so much more, like you said, than just going for the job. It's, it's about relocating yeah. your family and are you going to be happy there and building a life there? Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. And, you know, one of the things I know, I get this question often where, you know, people want to level up in their career and mm -hmm there's kind of two ways of looking at it. You could either, you know, level up within, in the organization, or you can move to a different organization. Mm -hmm. Now, one of the challenges that a lot of people run into is if they're not relocatable, it's understanding that it might be a longer timeline to mm -hmm. get promoted because you're waiting on a position to open in that particular area. Yeah. Versus if you are relocatable and I, I recognize not everybody's relocatable. I, I understand mm -hmm. that. Um, if you are relocatable, it opens the doors to so much more out there because you're not just relying on that one position in your backyard. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's a wider job market. Um, it helps to expand your professional network. There's also potential for better compensation. Um, so th those are things really to keep in mind when, when that potentially is an opportunity for somebody. Mm -hmm. And you and I have both done that, you know, experience where we've lived in one area and commuted to a whole yeah. other state for many, for a long period of time. And it, it can, mm -hmm. um, it's a unique experience. And obviously it was amazing that our company supported us to do that. Um, but it's not a long-term, you know, you get burnt out pretty quickly on that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I like what you had mentioned just before where sometimes, you know, the only option is being relocatable. And so then you find yourself in a place where if you're not relocatable, then do you decide to look elsewhere and leave kind of a comfortable space in a familiar environment to then take that next step in advancing your career? Yeah. Now, and it's, and it's one thing if you were just making that decision for yourself versus, you know, making it part of family, kind of walk us through, how did that conversation go with your family? Um, when you're talking about, Hey, would you want to move to a whole nother state and relocate our entire life? Yeah. Um, interestingly enough, my family was all on board. Um, you know, the, the opportunity to purchase a home was a lot more likely some, you know, in Austin versus in California. Um, we are grateful enough or fortunate enough, I should say that my husband can really kind of be anywhere and still do his job. Um, the biggest 
thing that weighed on me was with the kids and how mm-hmm. they would transition from, you know, uh, again, somewhere that's comfortable for them into a new environment and new school uh, with new friends. And, uh, you know, we just kind of talked through it and just, you know, decided as a family that this would be what we would, we would do. And so I just think that the communication and everybody on board um, allows you to really kind of breathe through that moment. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And how, when they, when you guys initially did relocate, what was, what were some of the things you may not have, that you didn't maybe anticipate mm-hmm. that kind of came out within that first year of relocating? Uh, well, the biggest one is COVID. So I oh. think we all, we, we moved in March of last year. So as California yeah. was closing uh, down, we traveled, you know, halfway across the country and got to Austin. And the week we arrived, Austin closed down. So it was not only a really big milestone in our family's lives, but we also had all of that kind of surrounding us um, in the midst of being in a completely new environment. So um, I don't know. I think that we we really managed it very well. And I think a lot of that had to do with the fact that we were all in agreement in making that decision. So Mm -hmm. it made it very easy for us to get here and just kind of settle in. And what advice would you give to somebody out there who says, you know, I want to, I want to pursue another role, right? They're, they're Mm -hmm. ready for that next step in their career. And they're kind of debating, do I relocate? Do I not relocate? Now that you've gone through that process and you've gone through it a Mm -hmm. couple of times, what advice would you give to women out there? Um, just do your research, like really understand where you're going. What, what is the company like? What is, you know, it might be within the same organization, but, um, you know, it's a different, uh, group of, of team members and it's a different site and it's a different um, part of the country. So, you know, just exposing yourself and, and having conversations with those that are um, already there, I think would really help. Um, I, I think that's mostly what I can say is just do your research, really um, be confident in the decision that you're making, uh, be sure everybody's on board with it, and then just go for it. Yeah. And it's so right. Go for it. Right. Because you'll never know mm-hmm. unless you take that leap of faith. And mm-hmm. I mean, I, when my husband joined the military, I was terrified of relocating. I was like, no, mm-hmm. I don't want to relocate. I've, I've built my, my safety net here. And then looking back, relocating was probably one of the best things that ever yeah. happened to my family and myself mm-hmm. and where I'm at. Um, and taking that leap of faith, if it, if it's, yeah. op- if it's an option for you, right. Cause I know mm-hmm. I recognize not everybody right now. I'm currently not in an option to relocate, but if there is a time in your life where you can, mm-hmm. it can open the doors to so many opportunities out there. Yeah. Yeah. I've met amazing people and um, just have been exposed to uh, the culture of Austin. And I am, I'm very happy. I was actually so surprised at how happy I am here um, because I loved my life in California, but had I not taken that leap of faith, I wouldn't have ever met the people that I've met and um, just enjoyed this city um, the way that I have. Mm, Yeah, it's a beautiful city. Austin's Mm -hmm. gorgeous. Yeah. (laughs) And actually, I've had a lot of friends that moved over to Austin recently as well. So you guys are a very growing community. Oh, it's absolutely true. Yes. Yeah. Now, and throughout your career as well, you've, you've had times where you've stepped into leadership roles. And then you've also had times where you've actually um, taken a step 
either laterally or back to a previous mm-hmm. position. Kind of tell us how, how did you go through that decision and, and why did you make those choices? Cause, and I asked this because so often we're always talk about move up, move up, move up, move up, move up. And the reality is sometimes there's benefits of either going to a lateral position or taking a step down just for your overall career. Yeah, I absolutely agree with you. Um, And I have had to make the lateral as well as the step down choices in my career. Um, And I, I think the lateral choice is a little bit easier to be perfectly honest. Um, Taking a step down uh, was a difficult moment, right? Like nobody wants to move in that direction in their career. And I, I feel that the only thing that got me through that moment was just staying positive about it and understanding that things happen for a reason. Um, this isn't my forever and just do your job, be successful and good things will, will follow just as they always had. So, um, yeah, it, it was uh, a situation where I went from a regional sales um, manager role and uh, due to an, an acquisition and a reorg, um, I found myself moving back into a territory rep position. Um, I actually, interestingly enough, uh, you know, stepping back and looking at that moment in my career, I think it was a very valuable moment for me. I was able to kind of reset and understand like what my priorities were. And, you know, I'm, I'm very, very invested in my career to a point. Sometimes I think I push too hard. Right. And mm-hmm. at this moment, I think the universe was like, Hey, I think we need a reset. Let's go ahead mm-hmm. and, um, make this happen. And I was able to, you know, find time for myself, which I carry with me every day. Um, and, mm-hmm. and I needed that reset in order to kind of just refocus my priorities. Hey, it's Danielle Kobo, and I'm jumping in real quick to thank you for listening to the Dream Job with Danielle Kobo podcast. If you're feeling undervalued, overwhelmed, want to gain clarity on how to level up in your career, and are feeling discouraged and frustrated at applying to jobs online with no results, I can support you. I've had several clients who have attracted their dream job without applying online and have significantly increased their earnings. I can support you by creating a clear career plan, developing your brand and amplifying your leadership voice, connecting with my network of over 160 recruiters, excel through the interview process and negotiate your offer letter. I encourage you and invite you to go to my website, www.daniellecobo.com and schedule your free career discovery call. I believe everyone has the power to step into their dream job and earn the income they're worth. I look forward to connecting with you today. Yeah, I know sometimes we can be so go, go, go all the time and so focused on our career Mm-hmm. sometimes it's beneficial to just take a step back and refocus and go mm-hmm. really what brings me the most joy and taking yeah. care of ourselves. And, and you've gone from being a, you know, a territory manager to a, a regional sales manager, and then you've shifted into customer experience and operations. Mm-hmm. Talk to us a little bit about the various roles that you've been in. And here's why I ask is because, you know, sometimes we get in this um, trajectory where we're going okay, maybe I'm a sales rep. I'm going to go to a manager. I'm going to go to director. 
-hmm. And there's so many different divisions within divisions and within roles within an organization. How did you find your path to where you're at now? Oh, that's such a great question. Um, and I'm going to be honest. My instinct is I just show up, right? Whatever position I'm in, I show up, I deliver, and I don't live within the constraints of the job description, right? I think that's how opportunities have always presented themselves to me. I find myself being offered a position or promotion almost like, I don't even, I'm not even asking for it, you know, to be perfectly honest. Um, and I just feel so grateful for that, but I think it's because I don't limit myself to, okay, well, this is what the role is. This is what I'm supposed to be doing. I really look for opportunities to learn, to grow, um, to connect and network with others, to understand, you know, maybe what their pain points are and how can I help them, you know, in the role that I'm sitting in. So, um, I, with Murad, I think that was probably um, the company where I saw the most frequent changes within my career time. Um, so also being very flexible and understanding that, you know, this is what we're doing now, but it's again, not what you necessarily will be doing always. Mm-hmm. Um, I was the a territory rep, a sales, a sales regional manager. Um, and then I was a territory rep and an education manager. Um, I was, uh, then I went back to being, um, a, a regional and then pulled into sales operations back to regional. Like it was very fluid with the organization. And I think it was because again, I didn't, I just offered help. How can I help? How can I support our business? Where do I need um, to focus my attention and just having that mindset open doors for me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, you know what? There's a quote, and I, I'm trying. I don't remember who said it, but it's it said something along the lines of, "People don't get promoted for doing their job well. People mm-hmm. get promoted because others see the potential in them." And mm-hmm. you're right. When you show up, and you show up, and you go beyond your job description, and you really just look at what's best for the customers, what's best for the organization, mm-hmm. what's best for your team members doors will open for you for positions. You didn't even know that even existed because Mm -hmm. you're showing up and you're adding value and you're being supportive. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I, I loved that part of the journey in my career, you Mm -hmm. know, just opportunities showing up because again, I really enjoy learning. Um, I think there's another quote that I, I love and it's, gosh, it's something along the lines of like, say yes. And you'll figure it out, right? Like if you don't know Mm -hmm. what the job is, say yes, and then you'll figure it out. Um, and a lot of times that's what I've, I've done. So, um, and here I am very happy in my career. Yeah, you're right. It's in, and we talk about saying yes to ourselves. And if somebody sees something in us and maybe we may not see it in ourselves, but if somebody sees something in us and they believe in us, say yes. And you get to figure mm-hmm. it out along the way, because a lot of these positions I've, I've interviewed people that are VPs and CEOs and, and there's no school to be a VP. There's no school to be, <laughs> yeah. you know, a director of, of customer experience, but you figure it out along the way. And obviously you have the skills and you bring value to an organization and that's why they approach you with these positions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, like I said, very, very grateful and happy and blessed. Um, that people are able to see my potential. 
and, and you're right, absolutely. It's others seeing potential within um, the employee that elevates and opens doors and just having um, that type of leadership supporting you is phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it definitely, leadership is important. I always say mm-hmm. people don't, people don't leave a company. They, they leave the people they work for. So mm-hmm. yes, yeah, it does happen. Mm-hmm. And you've, you've had some shifts too, where you've left an organization. I mean, you were with Murad for five plus years. Mm-hmm. And then there was time periods where you were with organizations for a shorter amount of time. Walk us through, a, you know, when do you decide in that moment, whether you're going to stay with an organization or not? Because I think sometimes we live in our comfort zone of when yeah. we're with an organization and it might be time for us to move on, but we're scared to take that leap. Yeah. I couldn't agree with you more. And I've definitely have seen those moments in my career. Um, I think there's a feeling of safety, knowing that you're good at what you do and you're surrounded by people who know you and um, you're comfortable, right? And just even thinking about it, right? Just the anxiety, the pit in the stomach. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, I I kind of remember those moments in my career where, um, and it was hard because I loved the people. I love the products. Um, I love the company and, and I was getting ready to leave it all behind for something Mm -hmm. that I didn't, I didn't know what was on the other side. I had an idea and it, it seemed to be the right decision, but you don't know. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, I think it's, again, it's one of those leaps of faith. You just have to have confidence in your skills, yourself, um, believe that you're making the right decision, um, and just show up, right. Just go out and do it. And more doors and more opportunities will uh, present themselves because you've exposed yourself to more. Mm-hmm. There's yeah. a lot of value of working for different organizations. I mean, there's, there's mm-hmm. value in having tenure with an organization. There's yep. absolutely right. Cause you really get to establish yourself and, and really learn and master your job in the organization. And then there's also value in working for different organizations because the way that one organization may do something is different than another. And you've experienced that through working for different companies as well as Mm -hmm. acquisitions and blending the two together um, and and streamlining things and, and building these processes and saying, hey, this worked really well here. Maybe it'll work here and yeah. vice versa. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. You bring with you um, your experience and your knowledge, and then you're able to open the eyes of others um, to that experience to see if, you know, can we make it better? I think that's ultimately um, what I attempt to do every day is like, how do we make things better um, in our, in the current situation that we're, we're sitting in right now. And that doesn't happen unless you're exposed to other ideas. Mm-hmm. And so you're leading a team of 50 people right now for one of the mm-hmm. top pharmaceutical companies in the world. And, you know, the, obviously like Avi's seen the incredible powerhouse that you are and the value that bring, that's why they're putting you in this continuous leadership program, very exclusive program. How do you show up as a leader? Oh my goodness. That's such a great question. Um, I am so committed to my team, right? Like everything I do is to help them succeed, develop, um, uh, be successful. And so just in, in how can I help, right? What do you need for me today? Um, what can I do for you? Um, I, I just really care about my people. I think they feel that I, I, 
always have led by example. I would never ask a team member to do something that I was not comfortable doing. Um, And I think that that um, carries a lot of weight. And so, yeah, just, I think communication is important. um, Understanding what expectations are and just all, everybody being on the same page. Uh, One thing I value so very much with my current team is our ability to just hash things out, right? I may come to the table with an idea. Somebody else may present it in a different way. We have a conversation about it and we all walk away in agreement with what we're doing moving forward, right? Even if it was their idea, my idea, wherever it came from, we're just a unified group. And then that trickles down to everybody else, right? It comes from the top down. Um, I think if uh, you can lead by example and then um, influence those or support those uh, around you, uh, no matter who is within the full group or team, um, they'll feel that and they'll see that. And then they lead that way as well. I love how you said you guys come together in a room and you hash Mm -hmm. things out and whether it's your idea or their idea, you're coming together because Mm -hmm. even if you're in a leadership role, the way I always believe that you surround yourself with a variety of perspectives and backgrounds and you get to bring, you come together and you lift each other up. Mm-hmm. Um, and having a variety of perspectives is, is beneficial. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and I know there's people who make the statement, like, don't be this, like, I want to surround myself with smart people, right? I rely mm-hmm. on the expertise of others. I don't have all the answers. I don't know the right decision. Um, you know, I may have an idea, but at the end of the day, you may have a different perspective and it's really important for us to hear everyone's perspective on this situation that we're trying to move through. Um, yeah. So very happy that that's the environment that I get to work in. Mm -hmm. Now your, your company has gone through this big acquisition, actually gone Mm -hmm. through a couple acquisitions within the past couple of years. What's the one thing you've learned through the process? Oh, that I, I really enjoy it. I don't know why, but I, I love learning from others and like seeing how other people and other organizations kind of function. Um, one of the things that I think I appreciated the most about this recent acquisition, which was with Abby and Allergan, is just the thoughtfulness of Abby and in taking into consideration the culture of the company that they were mm-hmm. looking to acquire. Um, I think Allergan and Allergan Aesthetics uh, has a very... Um, healthy culture and uh, moving into Abby, it, it was almost seamless because, because that was one of my top priorities when looking for a new position Mm -hmm. or finding a new job is I'm at a point in my career where I want to make sure that I am working for a company that is supportive, that believes in employee development, um, that Mm -hmm. is not political, um, that you can speak your mind and be heard and make an impact. And that's what I found when I was able to join Allergan and knowing that that's where we are right now with Abby is just, a, it's a really great place to be. You're right. I mean, when I was with Allergan, the training and development mm-hmm. was top. I mean, there's so many programs that the, the Allergan Abby offers when it comes to trainings for their development. They are big advocates of promoting within. They're big advocates of, you know, if you're like, if you show up and you say, I want to do this, or, 
you know, I want to step into this role or I want to develop this skill. They say, okay, here's the, mm-hmm. here's the resources that we have available for you. They're constantly investing in development for their people. And it's one of the reasons why people stay there for as long as they do. Yeah, absolutely. I agree with you. So what are, what are three things that you'd really like our audience to take away from our conversation today? Because I believe we've talked about a few mm-hmm. different things about relocating and being open to stepping, you know, up in positions, doing lateral and stepping down and, and leaving organizations. What are some, what are three things you want us to take away from our conversation? Okay. So I think in regards to like the relocation, it's really just all about um, making sure that it's the, the right move for yourself, understanding what you're getting yourself into and then committing to it. Right. Um, so just having, having that as part of, um, that type of step in your career. And then, um, the other item, which I thought was really important was knowing that a lateral move or a step down could really be an opportunity to, um, reset or Mm -hmm. learn something new, right. Take that opportunity to just, um, be okay with that transition and have the right mindset um, through uh, that part of your growth, to be perfectly mm-hmm. honest, because it is it is um, a, a growing situation in your career. Um, and then I think we kind of hit it at the tail end is when you are looking for um, a new opportunity, because maybe there, there are no steps within the organization for that next step up, right? And being able to be comfortable moving into um, a new organization. Um, but keeping in mind that it's important to be selective, right? Company culture mm-hmm. is really, really important. Um, and leaving something that you're comfortable with, it's it's important to move into something where you know that you're going to feel valued, um, that is going to be the right fit for you, um, because that's going to be your next um, your next moment in growth. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I always say we spend more time at work than we do at mm-hmm. home, oftentimes. And yeah. so it's so important that you love what you do. You enjoy the people that you work with. Company culture is so important. And, you know, when I'm working with my clients on, you know, whether they're going to leave their organization or not, and they're going through this interview process, I always say you're interviewing them as much as they're interviewing you, Mm -hmm. because even though you may think you want the job, once you're going through the interview process, you're going, I may not want to work for that manager. Like it is a mutual interview. And it's so important that people really understand that because it is not a one-sided interview. Absolutely. Yeah. That was critical for me um, Mm -hmm. when interviewing to move out of a comfortable position into something completely new. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So Jennifer, where can people find you? Um, well, I do have a LinkedIn profile. So if that's what you were implying, I mean, mm-hmm. obviously I'm in Austin. Um, but yes, so they can find me in LinkedIn. I'm very accessible there uh, for mm-hmm. any, you know, follow-up or questions or connections. Yeah, I think that's really nice because, you know, a lot of people, I know throughout the years of my career, I've aligned myself with many mentors within different industries and companies. And it's mm-hmm. nice to be able to follow their journey so that when they do have, they step into a new role, I can be like, oh, mm-hmm. hey, 
you know, how did that, how did that go about? Right. We get to follow people's journeys. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, well, thank you so much for joining us today. You have such a powerful message on, again, the benefits of, of relocating and opening those doors and showing up beyond where your current position is and your current role responsibilities are and being open to um, moving within different divisions. There's a lot of value in that. And um, each week that you guys join me, you're going to continue to hear from inspiring women who have overcome adversity and who have leveled up in their career. And if you like what you hear, I encourage you to subscribe as well as write a review. If there's any topics that you want to hear specifically on my podcast, DM me, reach out to me. I am here to support you guys. And if there's anything you want to, any guests specifically or topics specifically you want us to focus on, DM me, reach out to me, write a review. I'm happy to support in whatever I can. So thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for listening to the Unstoppable Grit Podcast with Danielle Cobo. If you found today's episode resonating and inspiring, kindly take a moment to craft a review. Your review holds the potential for Apple and Spotify to share the Unstoppable Grit podcast with others. Furthermore, consider extending the ripple effect by sharing this episode with those around you, family, friends, colleagues, and anyone who could benefit from the insights and stories shared here. Also, be sure to visit daniellecobo.com for more resources on cultivating resilience, and unleashing your inner grit. We'll be back soon with another empowering episode. Until then, be unstoppable.